Amen. We do praise Him this morning, don't we? Let's look back at this passage of Scripture in Jeremiah. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. We come back to God. But we think about this and we see here, and of course the main focus for me on this particular passage of Scripture today is going to be seeking God. Now, yesterday was Christmas, right? We celebrated, we opened up Christmas presents. How many of you read the story of the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ yesterday? Okay, good. So that's, you know, that's good. So that was the main focus, should have been. The focus is the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But whenever we think about this and I go into this, uh, you know, um, did you receive the gift that you were really looking for? So think about it. I know that your immediate response would be, yes, I, I got the gift that I wanted. But did you really get the gift that you really wanted? Or did you get a gift from someone that you just simply said, oh, yes, thank you, that is exactly what I wanted? Which one was it? Did I get the gift that I really wanted or... Did I just simply get the gift that I said that I really wanted? Oh, come on. Y'all decipher that one out. As you know, just think through that one for you. Uh, you know, um, I, I can tell you that I smiled and I said, thank you so much for the gift. Uh, you know, and then she said, well, you're going to go get the gift that you wanted anyway, so go ahead. Uh, you know, so that's kind of how it goes, how it went. Uh, you know, I, I am difficult to buy for, uh, you know, so I understand. I always get those gifts, uh, you know, and then she says, here, here's your certificate or here, here's your money. Go get what you wanted, uh, you know, but that, that's just simply, that's me. I'm difficult to buy for, but whenever we think about this, the gift that we were really seeking yesterday, did we receive it? But the thing, whenever we look at this and think about today, it's are we really seeking for the right gift? So let's look at Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And whenever we look into this passage of Scripture, I want you to think about this. So let's look at this. Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. 
about the time some wise men or some uh, translations would give you magi from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and when, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judah, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise man, and he learned from them the time the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem, and search fully or search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Amen. So we have the gifts, so the Magi have showed up, they've shown up on the scene, and we find that there's some words in this passage of Scripture that should point us or should give us a direction as in what we are really supposed to be seeking for. Now, in here we have, we have the three main characters, right? And I'll say three main characters but I'm going to lump the Magi into one instead of saying that there's three of them and then there's two more, which would give us five. So we're going to say three. So we have that the, the Magi or the wise men is character number one. And then you have Herod, which is going to be the next main character. And then, of course, you're going to have the birth or we're going to have the baby. Uh, you know, Jesus is going to be the next main character. Whenever we look into these things, we find and we should get to understand that the Magi would be people that were very influent or very uh, you know, looked upon highly in their community. They would also be wise because they have studied uh, you know, many different things. So they would study science. They would have studied the uh, you know, astrology but we also get this understanding that they knew about the newborn king that was supposed to be born for the Jews. 
And we also get this understanding that they studied other religions. So it's not that they just studied theirs. They had studied many different religions. And whenever we come to this and we see that they have found that there was a newborn king to the Jews, that it had a very important or a huge significance for the time frame and for the time that they were living in because this baby was a baby of importance. Now, they don't know exactly what the importance is. They just know that this new baby king that's born, that he is worthy of being praised and being worshiped. We don't think and we can't gather from anything that's in Scripture that whenever they came and bowed down before Jesus, that they actually bowed down and worshiped Jesus as the Messiah or as God and the deity. They came and bowed down and worshiped just simply an important king that was supposed to be born during this time. So we don't get that they were searching for the Messiah. So whenever we look at Jeremiah, and Jeremiah tells us that we're supposed to seek with all of our hearts, and if we seek God with all of our heart, then we will find him. Can I let you know this morning that if you're seeking for something other than God with all of your heart, that's exactly what you'll find. If you're seeking happiness in this world with all of your heart, that is exactly the happiness that you're going to find. If you're seeking security by the finances that this world offers you, then that is exactly what you're going to find. But we know that the security and the happiness of this world is fleeting. We know that the one thing that gives us joy and gives us or gives us happiness today, tomorrow no longer gives us happiness. The finances that we're so desperately seeking to, you know, to grasp and to grab a hold of, just watch the market. It's fleeting. It's up one day, it's down the next. Right? Today you have the money to pay for your bills, tomorrow you don't. Hopefully you already spent it on the bills that you had. But it's what are you seeking? Now, we also get a picture of this with Herod. Now, I want you to see this. Herod changes who the Magi were looking for. The Magi were looking for the newborn king of the Jews. King Herod asked the religious leaders and the leading priests, where was the Messiah supposed to be born? King Herod knew about the Messiah and knew about the prophecy about the king that was going to be born. Whenever he asked his leading priest and, his, and the leaders of the religious law, it doesn't tell us that they had to go and search and find where it was. It gives us their response, which gives us an understanding that they also knew 
about this. They knew where the baby was supposed to be born. But they weren't seeking for the baby to be born. Whenever they were not seeking, and because they were not seeking for the baby to be born, they never saw the star in the sky. The Magi were studying and they were seeking for this king and they saw the star in the sky. King Herod is asked the, or takes them and interviews them and then he asks them, he says, when did this star first appear? And we find out through the studies that the star appeared two years ago. Now, some people would say, you can do the studies, okay, that the star that appeared was Jupiter and Saturn coming in line, okay, so that they lined up and they shone brightly as the star on that night that Jesus was born, two years prior to this, and it stayed there and they were able to follow it. Well... Saturn represents the prince in those days, okay? And Jupiter was the king. So that's why they say that those two could have lined up to have given them the direction as far as where the Messiah was or this newborn king was and when he appeared. Other scholars believe that the angel that came down and announced to the shepherds that their Messiah was born and then the heavenly host came, we preached on this last week, that the angel really never left the skies and continued to shine in the skies to point and to guide and show the direction of where the Messiah was born. However you go with it, whether it's Saturn and Jupiter lining up or it's the angel that stayed in the sky, that's not the issue. It's were you seeking for the Messiah to be born. And if you were seeking for the Messiah to be born, then you would have seen the sign in the sky, whichever one that it would be. This morning, if you were seeking to be in the presence of God Almighty, then you're in the presence of God Almighty. If this morning you were just coming in to the church so that you could check off your box or so that you can see what the pastor's gonna wear or what's gonna be said or, or whatever that is, whatever the reason that you came, if it is not to seek the presence of God Almighty, then you came for the wrong reason. And if you came for the wrong reason, you will not meet and be in the presence of God Almighty while you're here. This is the day after the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why in the world are the churches not full to the brim of people that have celebrated the birth of their Messiah and passed out their gifts why would they not be here in church 
worshiping and praising the God that sent them their king and their savior. They're not seeking the right thing. The Magi were seeking a king to come and to worship. Herod knew about the Messiah knew about the newborn king. The leading priest and the religious uh, you know, leaders there, they knew about the prophecy, right? They, they knew about it. And here's three magi from the eastern cities or lands that's coming searching for them and they don't go where they know he is supposed to be and begin to worship him their own. Herod does this. Herod says, look, you go and search and find him. And if you find him, come back and tell him so I can worship him. How many of you do that? Come on now, because we do it. Man, did y'all hear? Man, that church over there, it's hopping. Man, the spirit's really moving in that church. Y'all need to come on. Right? Oh, come on. We should at least be telling our friends, there's things, you know, the Spirit really shows up in our church every Sunday. You need to come and experience that. But Herod doesn't go and experience it. He says, well, you, you go see what it is. And if it's really worth my time and uh, you know, effort, then I will go and worship him. Well, we know that's really not what Herod was doing, right? Herod really wanted to kill him. Now, why did Herod really want to kill him? Because he was a king that was supposed to be coming in that was going to take his power away from him. Oh, wait a minute, pastor. You're starting to, you're starting to really... You know, get into my, my spot. Okay, well, let's go. Because, see, we don't want to fully search for the Messiah with all of our heart because we're scared that he's going to take our security blanket away from us. I'm not going to tell you what your security blanket is, but you know what it is. We're afraid to truly trust and to truly seek him with all of our heart because he might want us to do something that makes us afraid. It's going to take King Herod's power away from him. King Herod thought he had earthly power. But we all know that there's no one in power that God hasn't put in power. It's not King Herod's authority, right? It's still all God's authority. We, we think if we're Christians or there's a lot of times that us as Christians feel that we have control over the things that we have in our lives, right? 
Now, I, I want you to think about this. Because we're here on Sunday morning after Christmas, praising and worshiping God. So he's the center of my life. So everything that I have, I know that I have because of him. But preacher, you just said that there's things that I still think that I have control over in my life. Right? Men especially. I, I like this. I don't know where I got this analogy from, but somebody told me I'm not smart enough to come up with it. But men have boxes in our minds. And women have wires just running all over the place in their heads. Right? You know, that, that's, that's how they, they can multitask. Men can't multitask because there's only one thing in the box. Right? There's one thing in that box. And wives, for, you know, if you ever ask your husband, what are you thinking? And they say, nothing. Trust him because they've stepped over into the nothing box and there's absolutely nothing going on in their head. But the thing about it is, is that we compartmentalize things and we will give God 75 of these boxes over here, but we're going to keep eight of them. He's got control over my life except for these. Why doesn't he have control over these? Because these are my safety blankets. Whenever things are going wrong over here, I can run and step into this box and be secure. Therefore, God really doesn't have all of my life. But I can say he does whenever I'm standing in this box over here because he has this box. I'm not in this box over here. So does that make sense for you? King Herod's standing in this I'm in control box knowing that the one that's really in control is this newborn king that's just came into this world. And he's trying to take my security blanket away from me. That's why King Herod goes and kills all babies from two years old and younger. Taking his security blanket away. <laughs> We're in church. We know the true meaning of Christmas. We know where the Messiah was born. We know who the Messiah is. But we're still not truly going to worship him. Because for me to truly do that, it means that I've got to get up out of the pew and actually go do something. It means that I'm going to have to do more than what I'm doing right now. It means that these boxes that I need to give to him. 
We don't give them to him because we like what we like and we want what we want. Therefore, we're going to do what we want to do when we want to do it. Unless, unless we have truly given him everything. We can't keep these little boxes over here. We've got to give it all. We've got to be able to soul out, sell out. Give him all of it. Now, we also have problems with this. Because it really does take us out of our comfort area. And we don't like to be uncomfortable, do we? There's a lot of people that can't handle somebody else driving their car. Now, I, I'm one. I, I don't let Peggy drive. If, if I'm in the vehicle and Peggy's in there with me, I'm driving. I say it's because she doesn't know how to drive. But if I'm honest, it's because I want to be in control. I'm really not in control, guys. Because she still tells me where to go. I'm just the one that turns the wheel. But I still feel like I'm in control. See, if we give everything over to God, then we're not in control. So that means I don't have any idea as far as where he's going to take me. And not only do I not have any idea, but I don't have any say-so. What? You mean I don't have any say-so over my life? Well, no, it's not yours anymore. You just gave it to God. So you can't wake up tomorrow morning and say, God, I'm not going to do that. Because you're not in control. He is. But we have to choose. Genesis chapter 4, verse 7. I think about this passage often. It, it, it talks about Cain and Abel. You know, and God says, you know, if you... If you do what's right, will you not be rewarded for doing what's right? And, and if you do what's wrong, in other words, if you sin, then Satan is crouched down like a roaring lion waiting to devour you. So that tells me that every day I choose to allow God to have all of my heart and to have control of all of my life, and I do good things, and I get good things. But if I don't, 
Satan's waiting there to devour me. Satan is ready, waiting to pounce. We need to choose to seek God with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, with all of our souls. Seek Him with everything that we have. He's not going to hide from us. Jeremiah says that He will be found. If we seek Him, then we'll find Him. I think it's interesting whenever you go further on and you look at the Magi, so they leave the interview that they had with Herod and they go out, okay, and they head towards Bethlehem and what is now leading them again towards Bethlehem? The star. The star reappears. I I want you to think now the star had to reappear because they were in great joy when they saw it. They had seen the star in the sky and they knew that they had to head towards the west to get to where the star was. Everything would tell them that this newborn king would be born in Jerusalem. Not in a little city. So they go to Jerusalem where they would think that they would find the Messiah But as we have already known and we know and we have seen through all the other scriptures about the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ, that God's not going to do it the way that it is normally done, that he is going to be different. So they don't find the baby in Jerusalem, but they find the baby in Bethlehem. What I want you to see, whenever the Magi sought they found him. Whenever the Magi found him, they worshiped him. And whenever they found him and worshiped him, they then gave him gifts. So today, who are you really seeking? If you're seeking the Messiah that was born over 2,000 years ago yesterday, our Savior you'll find him. And whenever you find him, you need to worship him because he alone is worthy of all of our worship. And part of our worship is giving of gifts, giving of ourselves to him. That's what we're supposed to do. So I hope you found, I hope you actually did get the gift that you were truly searching for yesterday. But more importantly today, I hope that you truly find the gift that you're searching for. But I also hope that the gift that you're searching for is truly God. And if you are searching for God, you will find him. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. God, I pray, dear Lord, that as we 
as we see these words, and God, as we look at the story of the Magi, God, I pray, dear Lord, that we will seek you. And God, in seeking you, we know that we will find you. And God, I pray that we will then worship you. And God, that we would give you the gift that you desire, and that is us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.